What's good? What's good, everybody out there in the world? It's your boy Jay Jack in the building, Thought Magazine. You know what to do. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Anybody that's going to listen, join in, and come in and uh, talk. It's very interesting discussion going to go on tonight. Um, we got two people that have joined in right now, so we appreciate y'all for kicking it with us off top. Uh, whether you're hitting the speaker and listening, however it go. We appreciate you for joining Thaw Magazine. We got a special guest today with us. You know what I mean? A, a great man of literary work. Uh, we're going to let him introduce himself. Go ahead and let, introduce yourself, my brother. How y'all doing? My name is Major Shepard Hill. I'm an author and owner of Black Bottom Bread Publishing. And I'm here today to kick with y'all about my journey and let y'all know everything I got going on, what's coming up, and a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And that's what's up, man. And and um we reached out a while ago and uh when more I looked at it, more I seen about you, man, it was very interesting. Your whole story, your whole outlook. Um as far as the book, like I told you before, I ain't I ain't read it all, but I've been reading and what I read was very captivating as far as it and we're gonna get into it as far as that. Uh but first off, we wanna talk about how or what led you into writing uh, at the beginning was it started out writing as a young kid or did it just something that by circumstance happened it, it, it's kind of funny right you know when people uh be asked when they're younger what they want to do yeah now it's kind of kind of uh interesting because since a young age i always wanted to be a writer but on the flip side i always was tripping like not only am I going to be a writer, I think I want to take people's stuff. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to take people's stuff? Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying. So, so I from know. a young age, I already was conflict. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So at the time, with me writing, I didn't know how to monetize it. I didn't know how to uh bring one quarter from what I was doing at a young age. So I could catch myself uh, growing up in a place where writing and reading wasn't too cool to be looked upon. You know what I mean? Oh, this the yeah. suckers. So, yeah. by that being the case, I put all that on the back burner and with, with my other option, which led me to incarceration. So, from the tadpole, I always wanted to write. The thing was, I just never knew how to monetize the things that I was doing. So, it's not a... a are hard task for a person to choose one over the other when I'm getting cast this way and not this way. And it also was peer pressure as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's almost always what we come around and what we grow up. You're always going to have some peer pressure, to, especially young as a youth. So we want to we shout out Rock Out Ali. Salute. You say salute, y'all. Come on in. We got five people joining us, man. We appreciate the love and support. I'll tell you like that. That's right. You know I mean, you could have did anything in the world, but you chose to rock we salute you for that. Um, so, some comments, ask some questions. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out more about uh, Major Arthur Major. We're gonna find out about the 17 years in the bid, 17 year bid, Detroit, Michigan, Black Bottom. Um, that's right. Shout out Howard Foster. He said, What up, though? I know that's that's brother, that's family, though. No doubt. That's no my doubt. guy. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, no doubt. So, Oh, uh, right now you you say you're in Georgia, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. So, 
So in Georgia, you doing more, you promoting and marketing. That that was kind of like the move. Uh, it's more opportunities out here as it relate to uh publishing and writing. And the thing is, by me being new here, I got to put in all the groundwork and legwork that I did in Michigan. So mm-hmm. using those same skills and abilities, I brought them here to a bigger playing field because I'm not saying that I did what everything that I can do in Michigan as it relates to public publishing and writing, but I did learn the ins and outs to put me to where I am now as far as what I got going on as it relates to writing and publishing. Yeah. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. I'm finna um if anybody try to join and I got it on private, I'm putting it on pu- uh public now on my Facebook page. So I got my laptop here, so sometimes I might look at it. And I'm always checking to see who's joining us, man. So I, again, we appreciate y'all. And we just getting into the uh, interview conversation with Arthur Major. And we just learned about, you know, why uh, the move to Atlanta. We're gonna get a little deeper. That was just a little tester. We 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 finna get a little deeper now. Let's get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So as a as a youth, because I seen from what I was reading, a lot of your books are based on your life or or what was surrounding your life, right? Uh, yes. Loosely, we say loosely or how would you describe that? Uh, my memoir, uh, Black Bottom Bread, is not loosely. It's actually my life. Uh, there's nothing added or nothing taken out for the sense of grandeur. It is what it is. And that was actually the, the first book that I put out. And Bones was asking me, why do I think I'm able to put out a memoir? Because I think I have lived a life. And I do have a story to tell as it relates to helping others. And I choose to, well, I actually chose to put my memoir essay form because I wanted to take different parts of my life to teach lessons from the life that I live. Yeah, I kind of I I got that from what you're saying. That, like you said, you wasn't glamorizing. You know what I mean? You want people, to, the youth to understand and kind of, um, you know, get that visual. And right, right. so do you, so as I was reading, I didn't probably get as deep do you do you talk more about the prison or uh, or just what led up to it? See, in my memoir, I don't tell not one prison story, but I use examples from my life to uh, explain the decisions that led up to that point. Now I sit around and talk about prison all day, long as it can shape another mind. I didn't want to write about it because I didn't want the focus of the book to be this guy in prison. Yes. Granted, I did go to prison, but I wanted you to learn an example from other other people's life because I truly feel that ones heading down the wrong path of destruction, they can learn more from somebody that uh, actually been through it versus watching some uh, cartoon or made up work or listening to somebody who haven't actually been through it. So that's why I chose to write about the decisions that led up to it. Because I felt that if I write about prison, I'm glorifying something that I don't want to. Because ones always get a misconception once they hear, oh, this guy was in prison. Oh, let me read this prison story. I don't got no prison story to share to the world by way of word. But I will talk about it as long as it can better another. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's And that's 102. And um, like I say, I, I, I was reading it as far as that. Um, and, and the memoir which was the black bottom, the, black, uh, that's, bottom that's bread. black black bottom bread 
we're right. gonna get into how he came with with the name in, in the area of Detroit. Um but I would like to know because I what I can say the time frame, which I seen was ninety four, you was fifteen and you know, so tell them more about the time frame of the of the memoir. See, we're talking about a, a memoir, right? I didn't want to write an autobiography because autobiography, for the most part, is in chronological order. Mm -hmm. So I want to take different parts of my life. Uh, I actually take from 14 all the way until the age of my incarceration. So it's different stories sprinkled in throughout. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. why I chose to go to the age of, uh, uh, well, the years 93 and 94, because those were the pivotal years that shaped my life for BS. You know what I mean? So we're yeah. talking about when the majority of people my age was headed to class or worried about all these unnecessary things that I thought at the time, which they was doing right. I was living a grown man's life as a boy. Which was totally wrong in itself. Yeah, and I and I seen that you you reiterated what, that it wasn't about drugs. See, coming from where I come from, I I can't dispute it. I I ain't saying like where I come from is uh totally uh 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 different from everywhere else. But I grew up around people selling drugs and the quote unquote names that people watch on documentaries and all that stuff. I never wanted to sell though. So mm. to me, uh, uh, it was doing a disservice to me by selling dope. I'm not gonna lie, yeah, I tried selling dope, but I quickly figured out this wasn't for me. I figured mm. out what I figured out that worked for me and it worked for me, which was uh, 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 crooked in itself, but that was the path that I chose. I didn't chose the path of selling drugs. I chose what I chose. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel you. And I, 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 I did touch on, <laughs> so I definitely feel you. And wish I didn't, but it is what I. I don't talk about my street presence. So people know me as Jay Jack in the streets of Saginaw. They just know what I touched and what I did. I ain't gotta say it. So I understand what you're saying on that. You know what right. I mean? And that's that's real. So y'all, we want to appreciate everybody that's kicking in. We got seven people joining, and that's much love. And then and share share the live. Uh, let people know, man. We appreciate any support, any way you can do it. Man, I salute y'all for that. Shout out to sis Deborah. I see you. Much love. She say, hey, y'all. No doubt. So we want to shout out to y'all. Uh, Rock out Ali, Howard Foster, everybody that done commented. Uh, Deborah. Um, you know what I mean? So that's 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 much love. So we just into the conversation. We kicking it. We just warming up right now and getting to some points, you know what I'm saying? And and learning more about major. Arthur Major and, and, and learning about what led him to where he at right now. Cause we all got a story to tell to the point where we right now, we didn't just get to where we at right now. So, you know, shout out Tony Jefferson. I see you, my brother, my sports talk brother, my, uh, my 100 brother. No doubt. We appreciate y'all. He say, what up though? Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. So, so with me, I feel like I had to do a lot of self learning. Nobody was there to teach me about magazine writing uh, how to do what I do. A lot of times I had to go and seek it out. Uh, right. how did you, how, how was your method? What, 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 how did you learn your writing, your writing process, commas, periods, exclamation marks, sentences, uh, connotations, the, you know, the whole structure of sentences and everything. I'm, I'm going to say it like this, right? 
my decision to uh, push my career with writing and publishing came during the time I was incarcerated. Because like I said, uh, I never knew how to monetize what I was doing. I was always finding myself in a misbiz or sitting in a car somewhere reading newspaper, little notepad and all that stuff writing, but it didn't mean nothing to me. And I had my own hangups. So after I ended up going to prison, all my hangups was gone, period. I know what I'm here for. I've got all these decades to do. So what you gonna do? Either you're gonna get back out doing what you were doing, or you're gonna do what you're gonna do. So yeah. I chose the path that I wanted to go the first time. So I didn't have no uh formal training in school and none of that stuff, but I can truly say that I might as well be a scholar without the uh, degree because during my years in prison, I didn't do as others. I'm not going to say I walked through there on a fine line, but what I did do, I used those walls and sales as like a university. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So yeah. I picked up every single book that I think I can pick up about writing and publishing. I ordered whatever book I think I can pick up, stayed in the library, trial and error. So I taught myself. It wasn't no, uh, this person showed me this or I learned how to do it. It was, I was forced to do it because I knew I was coming home and I knew what I wanted to come home and do. And I'm hmm. too grown and too old when I got out to be taking those same risks that I took when I was 20. No doubt. That's true. That's true. That's 100. And wh what year did you get out? 2017. 2017. And, and, yes, and uh, I know one of my other guys we was talking to, had did a quite a bit of years. So we we talk about, you know what I'm saying, as far as that. So social media, the impact of the game, the promoting, the marketing, the putting the whole thing, that was such a game changer when you when you got out, right? You know, because yeah. when you went in, none of that was available. It wasn't even thought of. Yeah. yeah. None of that. So how did you master the game as far as trying to promote, what, doing your promotion online, Instagram, TikTok? You know, any any sites you use and plus let them know where, where they can find you at too. Before I get into the story, this 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 will uh everybody can find me. You can find me uh directly at my own website, which is blackbottombread.com. I'm on Instagram, it's blackbottombread57, uh TikTok, blackbottombread57, uh Twitter, blackbottombread, uh where else that that's it right well uh not facebook as much so the handles that i just gave y'all that's why i can easily be uh contacted and found it uh but as it relates to figuring out the computer and all that stuff see i knew what i wanted what i would do when i came home so every type of opportunity that came up when I was awake, such as computer class or computer books or uh, seminars, whatever came up that was going to prepare me to enter this field I knew nothing about, I did that. And not only did I do that, I ended up becoming a, a, a school tutor. And by me being a school tutor, I had access to computers and internet when others couldn't. I knew what I was doing, so I had to teach myself this. Now, after I got the job, I was able to maneuver around and take other computer courses. So that prepared me. It didn't uh, 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 show me nothing. It just prepared me. So after I got out, I dived in here first. 
like I did anything. Yeah. I didn't know know nothing about it, so I had to figure it out, and I'm still figuring it out. Mm. Yeah, that's dope too. I mean, and that's the power of the mind too, and that's a that's 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 a great thing to do. I always appreciate. And that's one thing I like to do on this show is to learn more about people, and, and uh, I'm a creative myself, so. A lot of things that I, I was I was checking out, especially in the book, uh, my first my pages that I was reading is that I can I can definitely see back in that time like our struggle, you know what I mean? Uh, just trying to make make some find our place in this world, really. Right, right. And and and, and right now is is after so much time, your youth. How do you feel about the position you in right now? <laughs> I actually uh, embracing it, right? Because I place myself in this position. I'm following the blueprint that I uh, laid out for myself. So I'm actually embracing appreciation uh, and everything because people in my shoes usually did, don't have this opportunity. I could have easily not got out because I've seen millions of people go away for five years, catch the case inside those walls with more time than they actually came in with. So it's very easy, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm grateful for this opportunity to be out here putting into the world, helping and shaping minds as I plan to do. Mm. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And, and trying to trying and trying your best not just to do for you, but to help others, which is, is very important for people out there to listen to and get, is that he's not just doing this for himself. He's trying to help others and learn about situations. If you can help, uh, uh, help a youth, uh, I think that's one of your main things is helping youth. Uh, yeah, because I, I I went to prison at a young age. You know what I mean? I was like, what just turned twenty or something like that, twenty one. One, I went to prison at a young age. So mm -hmm. when I was in there with my time, I'm already I'm already looking at two decades. So mm -hmm. if I'm doing what I'm doing, so if I'm looking at a guy fourteen or fifteen years old, he coming coming to prison with fourteen or fifteen years. That was sickening to me. Then I yeah. seen people 16, 17 coming in with eight, 80 and 90 years. I got tired of looking at it. So I was like, uh, only way I think the only way for me to help these guys is to share my experience and not glamorize where we at. So I used to talk to the guys and all that stuff. So here it is. I wrote the book Black Bottom Bread for the sole purpose sharing my experience to make others make better informed decisions in life because that's where all our decisions go wrong with a lack of information. People don't like to say it but we're totally ignorant of a lot of things. Ignorance only means not knowing. We're mm -hmm. not uh, at fault for not knowing that's just what it was. We got to figure it out and I was very ignorant and I don't want others to be if I can help it in some type of way. Yeah, and I, I definitely I'm with you on that. And I think I heard on one of your podcasts you was discussing the fact of uh opportunities and that you know I think it was about grouping authors together and uh showing the youth that it's more out there than just the street um the street glamour, you know what I mean? And I think that's what's necessary for people to understand is how far we behind with the history that we got is that even with our businesses and, and writing books and everything that we're doing, we're still years behind other people. I say racist, but other people. Exactly. You know what I mean? As far as our learning, and that's why I say, like you say, ignorance is even with starting like an LLC. A lot of people really just learning about LLCs in our community like two years ago. Man. 
You know what I'm saying? And they've been doing LLCs for I don't know how long. Everybody since the turn of the century. You can, <laughs> if, if you go back to uh the it's a book called The Richest Man in Babylon, and, and I don't even know the dates to go back in that, but he talking about LLC forming way back then. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? Here it is, like you said, we just not getting wind to it. I don't now I don't want to bypass something you just said, right? Mm-hmm. I do want to group authors up. And what I mean by that, now I haven't seen it, not saying that it haven't been done. I just haven't seen it. In any other form of entertainment or uh, 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 or whatever the case may be, you have people grouping up, making moves, shooting tours, getting a bread, going back home, and everything safe. Whether it's actors promoting movies, whether it's singers, uh, rock and roll people, whatever the case, this is what they're doing. I don't see why it should be so hard for six or seven authors to get together. Let's put on a six, seven city tour. You know what I mean? That's that's one of my goals that I got. I ain't pushed it yet, but I'm voicing it to whoever will listen. This is what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So y'all heard him. You know what I mean? Reach out to him. Hit him up on the link of his Instagram pages in the uh, descriptions. So if y'all want to reach out to him and y'all talk about this, uh, reach out to him, you know, and, and find out what y'all can do. You know what I mean? Link up and connect with each other. Or if you're in one city, one state, hey, that's a that's that's helping create, I mean, helping uh, erase sure. that divide. For sure. That, yeah. that, that, that's, that's all I want to do is bring awareness because not just me, the, the authors who I deal with, we single-handedly dispelling the myth, right, that mm-hmm. quote-unquote black people don't read. That's BS. And not only the books that I sold, but the authors who I deal with, the books they sold, we knocking those stereotypes down. Man. And you know what? We ain't going to get too deep because I, I really be hating that too. <laughs> and I and I hate if anybody in the hoods be perpetuating that. I feel like anybody that's considered a nerd and all of that, man, y'all need to stop that. Because I got teased like that sometimes. When I was a little kid, that's what make you vibe, hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? You want to grab somebody sometimes. Well, Just because you got glasses or you might be knowing a little something. That cre- keeps us as a whole down too. You know what I mean? So I feel like this. When you go back into history, it's a reason why those stereotypes are created. And it was a reason why they did it because they kept our ancestors from reading. Ain't no reason why we should keep our own selves from reading. You know what I mean? Because they did it. They kept us from reading. So if they kept your mother, your great grandparents from reading, it was harder for your grandparents. It was harder for your mother. So you, you, you with reading, it ain't, it wasn't something easy that's for all of us. So you encourage people to read, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't know their grandparents or their mother could probably was, couldn't read. Exactly. And that's probably your reason why they couldn't, because they probably wasn't allowed to. That, that I mean, that is what it is. When we talk about great grandfathers and grandmothers and all that, they knew what they knew, but academically wise, that they wasn't uh, uh, equipped, but they didn't need to be equipped to teach lessons down to the family. Yeah, they were survivalists, though. We wouldn't exactly. be here without them. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate anybody with knowledge, and I can tell, you know what I'm saying, anytime talking to you, you know what I'm saying, you're a brother of knowledge. So, um, and, and, and with knowledge is so many different ways. How do you how do you equate your knowledge? You know what I'm saying? Because it seems like you got the street knowledge, the book knowledge, the world knowledge, prison knowledge. You got a whole bunch of knowledge that's going on. You combine them and, and you release them with the book. I mean, how do you uh, equate your knowledge or what do you feel your knowledge at? 
<laughs> I feel that somewhere that not to its full potential because what do I think I know is nothing in a bucket as relates to gaining information. So the things that I have took in, I have learned that they're not yours until you give them away. So whatever piece of knowledge that I might have, I don't have a problem with sharing it. You know what I mean? It's the proverbial saying, you ask the right questions and the right answer will uh, come up. So if the right conversation come up or the right question come up, I'm going to give it all. You know what I mean? I, I'm probably not the person that can stand up at the podium and uh, lick off a subject unless I prepare for it. But in the course of conversation, if a person asks a question, and I think I know, not saying that I know because it's too much for me to know. But if I think I know, I'm going to regurgitate and give everything that I can to this person that requests information. Because it, it's as simple as this, right? Yeah. Uh, the teacher will appear if the student is ready. You know what I mean? So in the course of a conversation, if it comes out a teaching, a teaching moment during a regular conversation, that's me all day long. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, and that, that's dope. I, I look at it on similar ways, too. You know what I mean? I feel like life is always, you can never know enough. Like you said, you're still reaching. And, and I mean, still grant, gaining knowledge. Every day is a learning lesson to me. Especially when you live in your life according to your own principles, every day should be your uh, 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 absorption. I'm not absorption, uh, you observing, you know what I mean? You observing things through whatever view that you might have, a clear view or a rose color view, but you are steady observing. And when you observe, you're able to share. You know what I mean? And you share about whatever mode of communication that you choose. And I choose to write. Not, not I don't only write fiction, I write uh, non-fiction as well. It's just my way of giving back. If, you know, people have their own way of giving back, giving up their time, giving up their money. This is my way at this time for giving back, giving up my information. Yeah, that's dope too. And a lot of times I'll touch on what you said, like you said about knowledge and then sharing. A lot of times people share without not having a knowledge and it's like everybody get confused and what, oh, what what happened? You know, uh, and the person that shared it didn't even know what was happening in the first place. He just was sharing what he heard. Exactly. You know, you know, uh, it, it, it goes to, back to one of those things where uh, you put yourself in a position such as the position that I put myself in as an author and or publisher. So by me doing that, I got to be open to whatever comes with that. And I know it's a certain thing that come with that. How did you do this or what made you do this? So. Those are ready questions that I hear almost every day because I put myself in this position. You know what I mean? It's if people put themselves in any type of position, you're going to get them questions on how you do this or whatever the case may be. And that's just me. I'm ready to give it up. I'm ready to give it up. It ain't just uh, for real because I truly feel that I can show somebody how to take a sentence to the next stratosphere and I ain't even talk about writing no book. Write your essay and you about to monetize. That's just the way the world is set up, especially with everything uh, internet and digital. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, and that's 
that's so essential to me is that, you know what I mean, if if we don't have this knowledge, I mean, so many of us got street knowledge and we got to put that book knowledge, we're going to get left behind because what they're trying to do is create that type of landscape where if you don't have it, you ain't going to be there. <laughs> I don't know if they see the writing on the wall, but it's headed that way. That 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 that's just it. And uh I clearly saw the writing on the wall and I, I see the writing that I'm writing on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and that's yeah. real too. I mean, everything is real. That's why I had to I don't I wouldn't I myself because you get those you get those type of feelings sometimes like you can't I don't know if you might go through it, but sometimes it's like, man, I know what I can do, but let me temper it down for nobody else to get upset or they try to pull me down or something. You know what I mean? But you get to a point, like, when you get older, like, a couple of years ago, I was like, man, I'm giving it everything. I'm giving everything I got. I don't care who don't like it, what they say, what they feel. If they don't support me, however it go, I'm going to give it all I got because I see what it is, is that eventually they trying to make chip this and that and everything digital. And, hey, I got to – I can't be the one that's just perishing and my kids going to hurt for it. You know what I mean? So – I don't Man. know how do you feel about how the how the whole game going as far as everything as far as money currency and do you put anything like that in, in life as far as your books? It's funny that you just asked. Uh, the current project that I'm working on is called the fundamentals of becoming financially rich. Now, upon a person looking at me, it's automatically uh, why did you write this book? Are you financially rich? See, <coughs> that comes the naysayers. This is a book that I wrote called The Fundamentals of Becoming Financially Rich. It's the essential things mm. that everybody needs to become financially rich if that's what they mean, if that's what they want to do. But yeah. a person has to define themselves what do financially rich mean to yeah. them. To them, exactly. Some some people might think a hundred thousand dollars I'm rich. Another person might think a hundred million I'm rich. So mm -hmm. yes, I do put those things out in the ether, just like what I'm writing on now. Yes, I'm talking about crypto. Yes, I'm talking about NFTs. Yes, I'm talking mm -hmm. about investing because no doubt. This, this is the things that I'm into. So I'm sharing this type of stuff with others. You know, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it used to be a foreign language to me, but I can explain it. In such a way for others to understand it, uh, understand it, just like I did myself. I didn't know none of this stuff, so I got to give it baby steps or small lessons so people can understand it. And that's Man. and that's what I mean by the fundamentals. We all know what it takes. You know what I mean? It's just how we gonna get there. You might take a boat, I might take a train, I might walk, he might run. We still headed to the same destination. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely a part of my life, and I truly talk about it. That's a little shameless, uh, shameless self promotion, man. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. This is this way. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, hey y'all, I definitely appreciate everybody rocking with you, getting some knowledge too. You know what I mean? So y'all definitely go and uh, check him out on Instagram, Arthur Major Shepherd L. Um, and what do you just talked on? Because so many of us didn't know. I didn't get into the stock market until like three years ago. And, you know, I've been taking bad beats here and there, but I've been learning and stuff. And I ain't never seen, like, one day I took $34 and made it to, like, 400 One day. These are the things that we didn't know about. 
Exactly. These are things that when we were chilling on the block and we were doing what I do, it's probably some guy, I ain't saying no colors, no races, or nothing like that, but he probably rolled by us and looked and said, look at these young guys on the block. I just made $1,000 in two hours, and look how they hustling. Man. <laughs> it, it's all about pa passive income. That's what it's all about. You know, we, we, we as a people, and I don't want this to be like I'm ostracized anybody, but we as a people, we always work, 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 work for the too dough. hard. <laughs> we don't let the dough work for us and quote unquote, don't nobody want to show us how to let our own money work for us. Too true. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, yeah, all that uh, 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 OPM, other people money. Yeah, that, 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 that's true fact indeed. Don't nobody play with their own money when we talking about rising above. We let our money work for us. Bro, when them cats, when them cats out there feel like the stock market finna rise, they finna take a fifty thousand dollar loan out. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, cause they know if they if they see it and they read them maps and they see it, it's a it's a risk. But I've seen it when the when the last market hit crash or whatever it was in 2020 when COVID hit, man, there was so many cats taking out loans, bro. And they be just coming and be millionaires and they pay the loan off and then they good. And they never spent a dime. I ain't saying to nobody to do that. But these are the things that some people are doing. And as far as like housing, I know cats that use other people's money to buy cars and then let other people take pictures with them to make money. And then pay a dime for it. Exactly. Or, 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 or you know what I'm saying? These are things that we didn't know. We work, we gonna work our butt off to get that five dollars, that ten dollars, that twenty dollars. We ain't gonna do nothing until we get that money. But you have to be smart with your investment if you're going to do that. You can't just take out money at loans and because it'll bite you in the butt. You got to be strategical. See, what, what, what the, uh, the technical term for entrepreneur, right, mm. is one who take a calculated risk for the ultimate payoff. Not saying I'm just taking this risk, I'm about to gamble. You take a calculated risk so if you lose, you're not losing uh, enough that's going to hurt you. So it's calculated, it's calculated. for the ultimate payoff. There and that's go. what we have to do with our own investments, just like you were saying, with the stock market, whatever the case may be. We have to have an entrepreneur mindset, just like anything else. i got to take a calculated risk at this because if it don't work, I'm not going to be bold. But if it do work, I'm going to be better than great. Man. And you know, and that's that's what we get into. Like I say, we so far behind in years. I, I equate, man, you say 50 years. Like if I got a magazine, I'm 50 years behind probably the magazine or a business that started. You know what I mean? I'm, I got to learn. So the thing is with a lot of us in businesses and, and books, authors, uh, rappers, any kind of business, we so far behind in our business. And, and the things that, other businesses already know. Like when you're forming LLCs and you're filing your taxes or you or you gambling and you get most some of it, you get most of it back when you file your taxes because you're lost. These things I didn't know about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So until years ago, I found out I did my own research. We didn't have nobody to tell us a lot of these things. We had to learn them ourselves. Exactly. So how do you feel as far as like just do you feel like you would be more or uh, more advanced if you had somebody telling you that, or you you probably you, you good with the way 
you 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 came about the game and, and learned it on your own and, and how you at right now? I like how I came up, right? And learned it on my own. But yeah. I do know that it's good to have a, yeah, a, a confidant. It's good to have an advisor. It's good to uh, consult with people. It's good to have uh, somebody who you can trust and give your uh, goofy ideas to. So, uh, although I came up learning myself, I'm not opposed to that. I got mentors who I listen to. You know what yeah. I mean? People that know more than me. It's one of those things where, like I was just saying, no matter what you think you may know, only thing that you know for sure, this ain't all you can know. And it's others that know more than you. Exactly. Just, just think, right? It's every business person got advice. Well, most business people have an advisor. So, so, so I'm, I'm not against that at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm also not against a person who do their own thing. You know what I mean? So it's like a mix of a, a mix and a match of yin and yang. I'm not above that at all. I love listening to people who know more than me. And I yeah. actually have a few people who I can call on. And I actually can call on my publisher because not only do I have my own publishing company, I got a major deal as well. So I could talk to my publisher as well. Even if it'll relate to my own company, like did this here, bro. What you think about this? You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of a dichotomy to this thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And, and like I say, we appreciate everybody. You getting a uh, little piece of the knowledge. We're getting into the knowledge of Arthur Major. You know what I mean? We're gonna go back into the books a little bit. We just we just kick it with some knowledge and we you getting to see, see his mindset. Yeah, uh, mine, um, and, and hopefully you're taking something out of it, you know what I mean, as far as this whole game and the struggles and everything that we're going to get to the points that we're at right now. Right. Anybody say, oh, they was giving this or giving that, man, look, I had, if I had to look at YouTube, I was going to find out. <laughs> That's I'll how still I watch YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and you got to think, when I was doing magazines, started in 2003, four, I ain't had nobody to tell me how to do it, so... I kind of figure as far as uh, what we talked about, as far as how you learned, we're in the kind of same boat on that. And a lot of things that you see now when people say, oh, man, they no, you don't know the story. <laughs> so we're trying to help give you the story. So you've seen a little bit about the uh, Arthur Major's prison stint, uh, the young life. Uh, I don't know if you went enough into the young life. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, your family life as far we don't want to go to it. You ain't got to tell us about the family life, but like, what led you to first off, like hitting those streets? As typical, uh, older cousins, big brothers, friends. You know what I mean? I I Surrounded. grew up in it, and how other people. I'm not exempt from nobody else. I grew up in it. This was this was around me, and. Mm -hmm. And at the time that I was coming up, well, forget forget all that. I was epidemic, uh, a part of the epidemic, man. You know what I mean? According to my age, you know, I, a part of the uh, crack epidemic. My parents did drugs, and that just gonna leave it at that. So, by that being the case, I'm not exempt from this type of stuff. So that's how I got into it. Want material things? That's simple. Want material things, and back as a young age, wanted to help. That's how I got into the streets. And when I got into the streets, I went into it uh, head first 
Uh, I don't want to say I mastered it because I ended up where I ended up at, but I jumped into it head first. You know what I mean? That's how I got into it. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, is it one thing you would have changed about your youth? Nope. And the reason why I say that, a lot of people, especially my family, don't agree with it because I wouldn't be where I am or I wouldn't consider myself to be who I am today had I not had those experiences early on in life. You know what I mean? So uh, you can't skip certain steps in life to be to another place. Oh, just imagine, uh, 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 you, you see what I'm saying? You just brought this up. Like I bring it out in conversation. Just imagine you seeing a butterfly, right? But you only seen this butterfly the other, other day when he was a, a caterpillar. Yeah. You can't just skip the cocoon. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be a caterpillar turning to a butterfly. And they say, you oh, it's beautiful. Huh? In between. So yeah. that's how it is with me right now. Certain phase of my life couldn't be skipped. It had to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's real, too. I I, I definitely appreciate that, that, that stance and, and what you said on that. Because like you said about... And by you, you see the beautiful, you always so beautiful, the butterfly beautiful. But you don't remember when he was crawling and he came busting out that cocoon that was holding him back. It was all not the best kind of cocoon in the world. You see what I'm saying? So that had to happen for you to see all these colors. You went from this ugly, creepy crawler thing to this. But you wanted to stump and kill. <laughs> now it's exactly. Yeah. And now you want to see this thing in your garden every day. But in between that time, it was this ugly cocoon. Exactly. You know what I mean? Phases yeah. in life, they just can't be skipped. And me, living the way I live, ended up where I ended up, that stuff couldn't be skipped for me to be where I am now. Mm -hmm. That's deep. That's that's 100, too. I, and that's that's a good way to look at it, too. That's, that's real, because a lot of times, you know, a lot of people might want to change up their circumstances and, and, and feel, but they got to appreciate, like you say, appreciate where you're at right now and, and what exactly. made you and got you to where you're at. Exactly. And, yeah. and I try to uh, talk about that all the time. You know, uh, I always say it all the time. Like, yeah, I was supposed to be in prison. What you mean? I was supposed to be in prison because I know what was going to happen the way I was living man. Before I went to prison, I, could nobody tell me nothing. Not one thing. I knew I had the juice. I knew I was that bill, but I knew somebody was going to kill me. This is something that I knew. So, yeah, I was supposed to be in prison so I can be right here giving this story exactly. on Thor Magazine. <laughs> no doubt. And that's real, too, because everybody, you know, I did streets, grew up in this. Not a, I never considered myself a street guy. My dad was more street than bad news, you know what I mean? But I lived around that since I was a kid, uh, just being around the streets and growing. And, and you, in my mind, when I was younger, even though my like, cousins, they wanted to be, and I looked at it because I seen it and I'm looking and I see my dad. I wanted to play sports and I wanted to, you know, saying go to college. And I wanted I just I didn't see that around, but I just felt it. You know what I mean? And you, exactly. sometimes you just you see your surroundings. Did you ever got to have that look like or did you just feel like this is it? This is where I supposed to be. I wasn't joking, bro, when I just said I knew what I wanted to do. do. I knew <laughs> I wanted to take people's stuff. <laughs> That's the beginning, yeah. And I knew what the end result was going to be. So 
it, it, you know what I mean? So, no, I didn't uh, ever think about, like, uh, this is what I'm doing and uh, this all I'm going to do. I knew what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And, and and that's real, too. You know what I mean? Because, uh, I don't know, life throws so much different stuff at us. And you when you when you come out the, 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 the new-new, you already got things that's ahead of you. And, and you either face it head on or you get stressed and you panic and you start killing yourself eventually because of worrying about it. Right. Right. So, and, and so we, so we, we're going to talk more about the books too. Now, let's get it. How many books exactly? You got three or, or is it more? Myself, this, I, let me see how many I got out right now. I've got a uh, black bottom bread out written by me. I've got stump pullers out written by me. I've got thoughts from the bottom out written by me. Those are the three that I have out written by me. Uh, my company, Black Bottom Bread Publishing, we have uh, a side for myself because I have books on Black Bottom Bread Publishing as well. A side for myself, we have uh, a guy from Chicago who goes by the name The Unit. Uh, his book is called The Prospect, The Next Man Up. What his book do is talk about uh, the ins and outs of gang life in Chicago, giving his truth and giving his story as it relates to uh, sharing experience. The thing that he did, though, it was written in novel form. So that's a book that I have out on Black Bottom Bread Publishing. Then we have... Uh, Annie and Trey out, written by Evan Brooks, which is a book about anti-bullying. And by, so essentially, I have five books out and three written by me. Yeah, that's dope. And those are writers that's on your publishing company or black. That, that's your publishing company. Yes, the, the two names I just mentioned. Yes. Okay, how did that? How did you hook up with them? Did you scout them, or did they come to you, or how did you find them? Do you got an eye just looking for other talent in case anybody else looking for uh, to to work with your company? I'm always looking for people to work for my uh, not work. Let me take that back uh, to work <laughs> with me because just like the opportunity that I was given, I'm giving out to others. I don't want it to people to be okay. I'm signed to Black Bottom Bread Publishing, and this is who I work for. No, mm -hmm. you work in a conjunction with Black Bottom Bread Publishing. Uh, oh, wow. So the two books that I have all right now, I didn't uh, solicit those. They come from personal relationships, me knowing an individual. One is uh, a person who I grew up with in Chicago, which is my guy. Other, Evan Brooks is my child, my stepdaughter. So both of them I pushed and edged on. But the thing is, they already had to work. Mm -hmm. They are already had to work. It just got to be pulled up out of the work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got to be able to. You got to have your grind too. You ain't gonna. Black Bottom ain't gonna do all your work now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, so Black Bottom Bread Publishing is live in effect, and that's what I have on that. Then, as relate to. My uh, major deal. I don't know how this end up happening coming from where I come from, but uh, Stump Pullers is my latest book out. 
that was published by uh, Gang Tell Publications, with the CEO being Stanley James, based in uh, Long Beach, California. Then the other book that I have with Gang Tell's publication is my uh, poetry book, Thoughts from the Bottom. Hmm. Okay, so, no doubt that's that's one hundred. And 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 I don't know if we got totally into it. Uh, Descri- tell them Black Bottom Bread. What the name come from? The area? Uh, Where did it come from? Black Bottom, right? It's a particular area in Detroit, Michigan, namely the East Side. Uh, this this conversation bring up uh discussion between the natives because there are multiple different meanings of where the Black Bottom originated or how it got its name. Yeah. So I'm going to give you my meanings as I heard them and what it means to me, and I'm going to make some people mad as well. Uh-oh. Right. Uh-oh, get ready. Because at one particular hour, the Black Bottom was a place for all the quote-unquote Black people to go, right? Mm-hmm. And it's true facts. This, this is where they went because other parts of the city ain't, ain't want nothing to do with them. Uh, y'all take that over there. So what our people did, found a place in the city. This what we migrated to. After we after we migrated there, we made our own district of uh, entertainment, manufacturing, everything else that other people had in this particular area. You see what I'm saying? You also get other people saying that this name come from because the soil was so dark and able to produce certain things. Now, those are historical arguments. Truth for the matter, right now in 2022, about to change this year, there is no black bottom. The black bottom is a figment of our imagination that we hold on to. Now, that's going to murder a lot of people after this this golf, but that's just reality, man. Because when we're talking about the reality of the situation, we got freeways running through once was you got companies popped up over once was you got a uh, uh, fields popped up over once was but the natives still hold on playing on to this because this is something that we can call on you can yeah. even take this back to years years back to our ancestors no matter where they put us in we still was holding on to our family name and our religion true so true. it's the same way with people that claim the black bottom, just like myself, I'm still holding on to something that belonged to us. No doubt. And you converted it to the reality is, is publishing your books is still coming out of the mental. This is where it's at now. This is exactly where it's at. This is me. It, it, uh, it can't be disputed. Even if it wants want to go back to this, where the soil was at. Okay. I represent this dark soil. It wants want to go to, uh, this is where your people migrate. Okay, fine. We want people migrate. Back. I, this this is what it is. No matter which way somebody want to say, uh, this is what the name come or this is what the name mean or this particular area. It is what it is. I'm black bottom to to the core, man. <laughs> black bottom to the core. That's right. No doubt. And and, and I see we are we got fifty one minutes in, man. It's a dope conversation. Dope. You got intellect, man. I, I love your knowledge and, and, and what you're doing. And, and for me, it made me want to read the book even more. And I'm, I'm uh, 
the books. Cause you, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just trying to get on here. Hey, yeah, we gonna don't, say don't books. Don't get hey. too uh, uh, flooded, nothing like that. Huh? Don't get too flooded. Because <laughs> I know you got more. I, I seen, I, I think, it was, I don't know where it was. At. I, I think I seen you say it or a video I seen that you got more, that you got more books. They just don't know about it, but you got more in there. And I feel like, remember I tell you I was an author. I had like 20, 10, 20 books in my head. I just couldn't get them out. So I don't know, dude, is, is that kind of the way you, you work too as far as you got books already? You just got to put them out there and write. Hey. And once you write, it all comes out. It's like this, bro. Any type of way that it's going to take for me to get this project out, that's what I'm doing. What, whether uh, I'm writing, taking notes, talking, doodling, whatever the case may be, I'm putting together this story. And the thing is, bro, yeah. they already there. It's just for me to figure out on how to get them up. You know what I mean? And I ain't, and I ain't talking about... Uh, Oh, this some stuff that's just floating around. No, I'm like a walking story that ain't told it yet. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? So exactly, it's, it's never a uh, an end to this. It's, I'm at the beginning. Of this ain't no end to me. Man, and, and you 100. I, I definitely feel you as a. I consider myself a, a hidden author. <laughs> yeah, I'm in here, no. But I do got a page called Author J Jack the Author on there on Facebook where I used to write short stories. And I would just write them. I could write a whole 40, 50 pages if I wanted to, just right there, just write. Freestyle. Right, like right. I'm freestyle rapping. I could just write it right there. And and in in my mind though, but this is the thing that I love to do is interview creators. So I, I put that on the back burner to do the magazine more. So if you know, you know what I'm doing. I'm promoting a lot in videos. Right, right. So it's kind of harder for me to put the book out sometimes. I got to find time. So I'm trying to do it. But like when you when, tell them some, some about like your writing process. Do you, like you say, you do memoirs, but how you, how did you write your previous books? Did you do like a little piece here? Then a couple days later, I'm going to do a little piece here, a scribble here. Put some from another area into another book. Take a little piece. You know, how did you like make something, make nothing, and, and create it to something, so they can understand that too. Uh, if you got a story inside you, right? Me personally, I'm gonna write it in a notepad, right? I'm gonna write it on a computer. I'm gonna write somewhere because some type of way it gotta be out. Gotta get out of me. Even if I'm talking to a recorder or talking to my notes, it got to come out. So after it come out, then I piece it together. Because when some people always ask me, how do you write a book? I tell them to start writing as if you was talking and you always clean it up and fix it later. You see what I'm saying? So that's my process. I just get it out and I piece it together and put it, and put it where it need to be to serve it to the public. Just like right now, I'm dealing with reality, you know what I mean? I don't have 10 hours a day to be right. So I gotta find time. If it's seven o'clock in the morning and I wrote one paragraph, three o'clock in the evening, the paragraph gotta match the next sentence that I'm writing now. So yes, I'm always piecing this stuff together. It's, yeah. it's almost like an art. You hear people talking about some they seeing verses back and forth to each other or uh, this singer say she played the piano and waited for her to uh, sing the melody. It's the same thing with me same. in writing. 
do it right here and do it right here and I'm going to bring together for you all. Yeah, that's dope too. And I definitely, especially because I, I find a lot of times I've been on rope and I'm like, damn, did I match their age up right? You know, when I was creating something? Or, Man. <laughs> or did I put this time? I don't think they understand about running writing a book and you writing a hundred pages. And it, it could be something later in the book that make a reader say, wait a minute, no, that wasn't, they didn't say that earlier. And you'd be like, oh, man, I messed up. <laughs> you know, that's my biggest fear a lot of times. Any biggest fear you got for this writing? Right here, bro. This yeah. is my latest book out. But, uh, but if you look at it as it relates to uh, quote-unquote hood books, it's not your typical. Yeah. This it's, is like, like the, the epitome of, so the course of one page, one all the way up to 400, it was many times I had to go back to match page 262 to make sure it matched <laughs> page 13. I'm telling you. <laughs> and tell them what's the name of that book. Let them know a little bit about that book right there. This is my latest book out called Stump Foolers, which was published by Game Tales Publications. This book is a novel written, like I like to say, from a different perspective. It's not always 100% of the time. But most books that I read as relate to anything that they want to call a hood story, street tales, urban lit, or whatever the case may be, most of the bad guys end up dead or in prison. That's not my reality. And I know that's not the reality for most. So I wrote a book showing you the flip side of the coin. And what it is, is I don't want to give the whole story up, but it's about two guys finding their own way by any means to get it how they live. But the thing is, people who get it how they live don't always end up in prison. Or they don't always end up dead because a lot of us know people 60, 70 years old just quit doing what they were doing 10 years ago or five years ago. And that's not my reality. Everybody getting killed, everybody going to prison. So I wrote about what I know about as related to stuff for I remember something uh, it's in my kicked in my head about you showing them people uh, some of the weirdest ways that they they end up getting up out of situation. Like <clears throat> you see that cat and you just know he's gonna get caught. And it's every day is just like normal stuff, doing the yes. wildest stuff. It's like you never get caught. Cause real life is stranger than fiction, man. Yeah. How many times you seen stuff in your life like, hey, oh no, that can't be for real. Plenty. But it's realer than <laughs> you know what I mean. It's realer than real. Like this, yeah. this couldn't happen. It's got to be on TV. It's not on TV because you're looking at it in front of your house. You know what I mean? And and that's our that's my reality, your reality. You know what I mean? Real life is strange and fiction. Yeah. So I can't go off what I write about according to another's personal real life. This is my real life. This Man. is my reality. You know, and I definitely felt that too. And I felt it because uh, growing up, I don't know Number Street. Well, we was called a number of streets on the north for uh, when I was growing up, right? And and there was like Hookerville, you know what I mean? By 12, 1 o'clock, you can't even sleep. You wake up and look out the window, like, damn, they out here still. Like, damn, you this is what I was like, like 10, 8, 9. You just be like looking and be like, you just watching. You know, I get to creeping out the window when I was a little kid, like just watching everybody. So yes. like, before 9 or 10, you like, damn, I, I this look like this is fun. Let me, you know, what they doing out there. Well, you see some stuff out there, and you, it's like 
damn, this is this is this is life. You know, you see it, you you hear people talk about it, and I don't even think it's really been documented like that. Like what you see, like as a kid, especially like on an everyday basis, growing up where we grew up. Most people never see that, so it's not their reality. And then yeah. once you put out your reality, a lot of people interested in that because this is only something that they know from movies. It's not a movie to you because this is your real life. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and that's that's how I look at stuff, especially with, with, with my writing. as Because uh, my poetry, the same way, written, reality-based. And most people that read the poetry can feel it because it's reality-based. It's not no uh, kumbaya type stuff. It's what <laughs> a person can relate to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. thoughts front of mind. <laughs> I definitely relate to a lot of you know. I like I say, I went through some things in there in the streets, and when I was reading the first part of one of your books, I think the memoir, and I was thinking about how you described the jaguar and the uh, police, and I remember one time I was going through that, and I, uh, I was, I was, I was all around all kinds of blocks though. I was raised on Seventh and Tuscola. This is what he's talking about. Yeah, black bottom bread. That's it right there, and I, I related to it because it was like, I it, it made me think about a situation I had, and I can recall going to my car, and it was on why on what is on wet out, and I went over to the car, and it was a field, so it was part field. My car was parked in the field, and my my wife my wife's cousin was well, she was she was on girl then, but my wife's cousin was wanting to go to the store with me, so I'm like, come on, so went to the car. And I looked to the side of my eye and I seen the police car sitting at the corner. So I was like, okay. I said, uh, hold on, bro. I said, uh, we're gonna go on back in the house. I said, no, no matter what, matter of fact, I ain't, I'm good. I ain't got I'm I made sure I'm good. Let's go ahead. Right. So I said, come on, he's like, what's wrong? He ain't even paying attention to the situation. You know, I'm all I'm watching everything because when you're in the north and he, you watching everything in the city. So I go in the car, as soon as I get in there and I hit the hit the uh, engine. Put my foot on the brake. They just started swarming in. Ah, man, what's not on me? What the? Right, I right. said I ain't even did nothing. But not today. I ain't did nothing. What's up? So I get out. I get out first, and they like, get back in the car. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is real. I see them clutching their hands, and and uh, oh shoot, get in the car, cause sit your butt down, don't move. I'm still a hothead then, cause this was like. 2000, I was like 20 something years old. So I'm right. cussing them out and everything. Boy, you, I ain't did nothing. I ain't even drove. I ain't got in the street. I ain't did. And I can see people coming outside. They making a spectacle. People coming outside. They, Jack, shut up. Just be quiet. Be quiet. And you know, when I was reading your book, I, I was pitching that when you're talking about the Jaguar and how you, uh, how you hit a uh, block. And then I think eventually they wanted to get in the car and look like they was one uh, yes. of the Jaguar and how they took y'all to the west side. Uh, police for I mean when y'all was like when y'all was caught on the east side I think I might have been mistaken. But it took so I was West just pitching that. Right. I was pitching all of that when you when I was I was reading it and that just showed you I liked the, the depth that you was going. I, I the visual of your writing uh when I was reading that I already was like damn I had a scene popped in my head like <laughs> 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 so that that's deep so I I I I definitely when I was reading, I was definitely being able to read and formulate and, and create visuals from your reading. And that's very important, I feel like, reading. And that, is that what thing you're trying to do? Uh, 
Why, certainly. This particular book, Black Bottom Bread, right? I actually want every last one of those chapters to be their own standalone movie or story or whatever case may be. So I had to put it in a sense for a person to uh, visualize it as they read it because after I wrote it, before I even put it out, I was kind of conflicted like, man, should I make movies? But I thought that it'd be more conducive to what I'm doing to put out the book first because nine times out of 10, and this ain't no, what they say, uh, uh, no capping and none of this goofball stuff. People <laughs> actually be like, man, I, I can see this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what yeah. People tell me all the time, like, man, I can see this. So I'm like, man, that's my whole attention. So I've been wanting to see this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I want to do. Yeah. No doubt. And that, that what you said, uh, eventually do movies. That's what you want to do? For sure. Because uh, it's still a form of storytelling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I want to do. I don't want to be left out of no type of way of telling a story, whether it be visual, whether it be a, 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 a audible for a person to hear, uh, whether they got to fill it, fill it with braille, whatever the case may be, I want to tell stories. Yeah, yeah. That's dope too, man. And I definitely, like I say, I hope y'all are listening and getting getting something out of this interview. And I definitely appreciate everything as far as that, man, just to be able to kick it with you on, on the creative mind state. Um, I would say like with me, I wrote a, I used to rap. So I did one song and I took three verses and I made it into an 80 page book. So you never know if you're out there, an artist, you painting visuals, rapping, and you might end up writing books, movies. You know, a lot of times, you know, just the creative mind. It's, 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 it can be stressful, though. Now, this is one thing about it. before We got time. You know, when you do your own thing, you got time. We can stretch it out. You know what I mean? Cause I appreciate it. Uh, we we going to stretch it out a little bit. Okay, so, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're going we gonna to stretch it out a little bit. You know, we all, we passed the hour, hour and five, but we, we do our own thing. So, uh. This is my thing. With me being a creative, sleep is hard. And, 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 and being around mental depression a lot, you know what I mean, through my life, sometimes the, the, the brain, the genius part of the brain can be a, a, a conflict or a problem too at the same time. How do you describe, like, your sleeping habits all right? Uh, um, how do you, how do, what's going on? Because I know the, we see the creative part. But is it anything that comes with it that you just want to tell like the normal people that they get eight hours of sleep and they they uh, uh that that don't happen with you? Let me tell you something, right? I don't know what eight hours of sleep means. <laughs> you yeah. The reason why I don't know what eight hours of sleep mean as relate to writing because there is no particular time to write, and I still have to live my regular life. So if I'm living my regular life, some type of way, writing and reading got to come into play. So that might come in the wee hours of the night, uh, two or three or four o'clock in the morning, knowing you got to be up at five. That might come uh, in the daytime when you're supposed to be taking care of business. I gotta, You got to write two paragraphs before it's time to punch in or... Mm -hmm. You got to finish this sentence before the uh, school get out. So nothing is normal when a person is creative. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about whether you're sculpting, writing, rapping, singing. 
Nothing is Nothing. normal because you gotta monopolize your time. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I can't remember when you uh, know what eight hours. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting right here uh, talking to you right now, thinking about marketing at the same time. So ain't no <laughs> ain't no sleep. Ain't none. Ain't no you know what I'm That's real too. You know what I mean? I don't think people understand that a lot of times that. I jump up. They might see two o'clock, one o'clock, three o'clock. I'm posting, and I, I ain't just lay back down. I'm running and wrote something else, and I'm about to be at work in three hours. You so see I what take I'm a saying? two-hour nap and, and go to work. Man, I, I know the feeling, bro. It's just when when you got a creative mind, you can't dictate when it's time to create because your creative flows get to uh, uh I mean your creative juices get to flowing. You can't do nothing but act because they're your creative juices. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And if you don't get it out, you're going to lose it. Uh, and, and that's that's my whole thoughts. That's my whole thoughts. <laughs> yeah. You be like, dang, what was I? And now you're on to another creative thought. Now you don't. Oh, I don't lost that one. So you, you, you either go with the one that you got now or you try to remember the one you had before. And then you end up losing both of them. <laughs> True story, man. True story. <laughs> Real talk. Man, brother, I appreciate talking with you. Uh, before we go, uh, just let them know what, what you got coming up next and, and, and tell them how to find you. Uh, my next project, as I previously mentioned, is uh, The Fundamentals of Becoming Financially Rich will be published by Black Bottom Bread Publishing. So that's the next project that come coming out. Uh, mm -hmm. Aside from my next project that I'm working on, I'm constantly promoting the projects that I have out already. And I mentioned to you all uh, thoughts from the bottom, black bottom bread, the prospect, uh, and tray and stump pullers. Those are the projects out. I have now and I'm constantly promoting those. Uh, my social media, I can be found at on Instagram, Black Bottom Bread 57. You can find me on Twitter of the same handle. And on, uh, oh, I forgot about TikTok. I'm just starting TikTok too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but Black Bottom Bread 57 on there as well. So that's why I can be found at. And if y'all interested in uh, seeing what I got going on, you can always contact me. Uh, I got a link, a Kobe link on Instagram. You click on the link to take you everything what I got going on. Oh, I almost forgot. Y'all can catch my uh, NLT collection, Black Bottom Bread Collectibles on OpenSea. Dope. No doubt. No doubt. Mm -hmm. um, oh, get, tell us a little bit about that right quick. If we got uh, I got 100 exclusive NFTs that I'm giving out with uh, the purchase of 100 copies of Stunt Pullets, Stunt Pullets which is special edition. So those okay. NFTs, with that, the uh, giveaway would be me sending somebody uh, a, a snap a snap pick of my life, personal recording that nobody else would see. Those strictly mm -hmm. that come with those NFTs. Uh, and I got a few different designs. And it all still comes along with me building a brand of Black Bottom Bread. If y'all want to check them out, uh, go to OpenSea and just put in Black Bottom Bread, and it'll come up with 
and go ahead and get them because they can soon be a collector's item. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, you, you, what about website? You, you thinking about getting your web, creating your website for they had that one one stop shop? Uh, pardon me for not even mentioning it. I do have a website. My website is blackbottombread.com. Okay. You can contact me directly right there. Okay, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Uh, Figure we leaving, leaving something out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> no doubt. So, man, it's been dope kicking with you, man. I would flew by uh past past the hours you know what i mean so deep deep conversation hopefully everybody that's watching get something out of it and appreciate you know talking hopefully nobody say man they did talking too deep for me or nothing like that man i hope that don't happen with us no <laughs> i ain't talking too deep i'm just promoting that brand man <laughs> yeah i just hope nobody watching say that hey y'all watch with us grow with us and, and check him out you know what i'm saying you got author major shepherd l in the building you know what I'm saying? Author, owner, publishing owner, you know what I mean? And still going through. And anybody out there that's that's going through any struggles right now, like you say, he ain't get to where he yet right now just from just, just all of a sudden. So like you told y'all, 17 years, if you're going through something like that, don't give up on it. Keep pushing. And like you say, you can be doing the same thing, doing, doing whatever you want to do. If you want to be a realtor, uh, whatever. If you get out, anybody in prison or anybody that might watch this later or wherever you're listening, if you're going through some things right now, you should see that as motivation. That is, is basically the meaning of thought. Throwing out situations, throwing out obstacles in your way. You know what I mean? And keeping on going. You know. So if you got that obstacle in your way and you feel like oh, I ain't gonna be able to do it, they don't want me. Uh, no, nah, nah. You can do. You can do it. You know what I mean? You can do it. And and. That's an author right there on the side of me that's living proof, and he, and he's still growing with it. You know what I mean? He ain't, right. this, he ain't satisfied. I can tell. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. We're going to get on up off of here, but anything you want to tell them that we might not, and to your, to your readers, your fans, you want to tell them before we get off? Yeah, I want to uh, tell all my readers and fans, appreciate y'all for all the support. You know, I want to appreciate you for giving me this opportunity, this platform to share my message and get some awareness. And if y'all uh, thinking about putting y'all book out or want to discuss it or anything, hit me up. And if, and, and if need be, we can talk and talk and see what need to be done. No doubt. No doubt. That's love. That's love. Hey, appreciate you, my brother. And we salute you, too, for coming and kicking it with us. We appreciate your time. Time is valuable. So... I, I know how it is, and we wishing you continued success. Keep doing your thing, and like I say, when you do, you know, things with Thought Magazine family, man, we still gonna be promoting, still gonna be talking about. They don't just stop with this live, you know what I mean? Uh, so we definitely gonna be keeping on watching and and and, and keep on pushing and hoping that 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 everything that you wishing for, like you said at the beginning about the meaning of your definition of rich. Hopefully, everything you keep reaching for and, and that you get. Appreciate like you, say, man. It ain't got to be a billion. We don't, like you say, when you took kick, broke it down about being rich, it's about our own definition of it. Some people satisfied with 100,000, like he said earlier. Some people want more. So whatever your definition of rich, we with you. You know what I mean? So keep on keep on striving and keep on pushing, my brother. Appreciate you, man. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And we want to salute to everybody that's watching, that kicked it in with us. That's watching uh popped in, popped out. We got three watching with us right now that watch for the uh, majority of the show. And man, we salute you for that. Much love that can't be understated. 
uh, just to kick it with us and watch the whole interview with us. Because a lot of people can't sit for a whole hour and watch us. They're going to watch here and there. So, man, uh, I appreciate however they do it. <laughs> that's right. Sit and listen to us, man. I appreciate that. So, sure. man, that's dope. That's dope. So, appreciate y'all. We're going to get on up off here. Be tuned a couple about a week or so. It'll be on podcasts, all major podcast formats too. So y'all look out for that. And go ahead and share it and promote it. Uh word of mouth is strong too. You know what I mean? So no, no. salute to y'all. We're gonna get on all of here. Get out of here. Salute to you, my brother. Much love to you. No doubt. No doubt.